open ourselves up for a challenge in today's liminal writing session. We decided to pull up a, a random card in this deck of cards that I have here with me. It's called Live, Live, your, your, values. Live your Values. It's a deck that makes you process what values you hold now at this stage in your life. It's mm-hmm. a game approach kind of deck. So Lee and I said we would pull out randomly from the middle of the deck, which I did from my <laughs> side. And this is what came out, which by coincidence, is the front <laughs> cover artwork of the entire deck. <laughs> it's the sign. Okay. It says openness to be open minded to new experiences, ideas, and options. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the deck was developed by Lisa Congdon and Andre. Mm-hmm. So, what we then decided was this becomes our liminal writing trigger. It's just to reflect on how openness manifests in your current life and then consider all the ways that your life restricts openness. All right. Here we go. A 10-minute time writing, and this is what came out. For me, this is hard. When I was turning 30, or the years quickly sprinting to the end of my third decade on this earth, I wrote frantically, so frantic that I managed to get a bunch of writing all laid out and with a lot of help from friends and fellow survivors of abuse, I managed to publish a book. That must have been the closest I had gotten to be most open in my life, open about my truth, open about the terror and ugliness of the past, open to the pain, open to the vulnerability of sharing my life story, open to the risk of sounding stupid and childish and cheesy and whatnot. Almost three decades hence, here I am being faced with a question, how does openness manifest in my current life? I am not sure it does, really. That is how it feels right now. Somehow, I have become cocooned by fear and exhaustion. I get stressed by the thought of the future and feel tired even just thinking of working hard towards a new goal. So is this bad? I think of how life of surviving abuse has been so much about seeking that sense of safety and security. Mm. And then I look at the butterfly that epitomizes the openness and promise of adventure and flight. Do they even make sense to both be such opposite notions of who I am, yet here they are. They are what I see in this mirror of almost six decades of being me. Oy. That's what came out of my 10-minute agonizing oh, writing. <laughs> Your turn, Lee. All right. Um, I think this is the one that I've struggled with the most in the last year that we've been writing. Yeah, so, me too. Openness. <clears throat> Private. That's how I am. Okay. 
known fully to only a treasured few, and I am happy as such. Born not with the desire to share my sanctum with the world, only that I am understood, loved as I am to those who are gems, precious to me, brilliant in their ways, sparkling with intellect, kindness, and lit from within. To them, I am open with my thoughts, views, questions, doubts, and uncertainties, though not much with my challenges. I'd rather grapple with it alone, preferring not to burden or worry them, private with my moments of Jacob wrestling with the angel. Perhaps there should come a time for me to reach out, naked on the mat, not nearly spent, still with a sinew of reserve, open to be buoyed up by the precious few. Oh my God. That's it. That's so happy. It's making me cry. <laughs> wow. Okay, you go ahead. It's kind of like... How are we going to process this? Okay. I will... For the first time yeah. in the time that we've written since 2020, I am getting my hair racing yeah. moment. It's kind of interesting because I think when you pulled out the card and you read the words, I was taken aback or stunned a bit because I wasn't, I couldn't immediately think about what to write because mm -hmm. it is scary. It is. For some and reason, then, it triggered some scary thing with both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And in the way that you wrote yours, admitting the way that you've survived and in the survival process also building the thing that will need to keep you safe and protected from harm, be it perceived or real, but it's always mm. there because of what you experienced when you were young. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, I feel really emotional right now but um i just feel tired but anyway what i really liked about and all made me cry about what you wrote was how you described what is it about people who there's lit from within oh yeah the precious few the pressure of lit from within i'd like to be described like that to die and just then such an it's such a nice way of describing someone you're one of those Aww. you're one of those <laughs> yeah yeah that's better than having a spotlight from <laughs> outside putting you in a spotlight and being uh, but that lighting from within is just like you just glow mm -hmm. coming from inside that's amazing i think i'm lucky to know a few people Me and have too. them in my life well, just be mutual, that, right? Mutual uh, admiration society. <laughs> we have that recognition too from you that maybe you should also allow 
this this precious fear to buoy you up at as you say mm. it's not easy isn't it? no it's not i think it's our experience and the identities right uh, the identity mm. as an eldest child mm. uh as a child who lost one of my parents when i was young at an early age yeah and so growing up in that milieu, not that I was forced by mama to grow up immediately, but I remember a conversation that she had with me just after Papa died was that it was going to be different now because it was just the three of us and that I needed to be, you know, a little bit more helpful mm. in the way that I engage with my sister, uh, in the way that I am looking about in the world but, but that not... has went for a child that has a profound impact the message that mm. gives you as a child so for instance those are might be the words she said but what did it mean for you really i don't know because i was more responsible you have to be stronger stuff like that i don't know if i became more responsible but i became aware of how different our growing up was going to be with the loss of my dad. I was I was nine and Gugai was just about to turn five at that mm -hmm. time, just about to enter kindergarten, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I knew that was the beginning of like something different. And always in hindsight, I think it was also unique because it allowed me to see mama in a different way because though as a child you're not always as grateful I think or expressive of one's gratefulness and right now awe in what a parent can do and I knew that she didn't want to lean on any of her siblings for any mm -hmm. um, financial help so she found a way to bring us up mm -hmm. so but I've never had any doubts about like, oh my God, my life would have been better if Papa had lived. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. as growing up, I never had that thought. I just know mm -hmm. that the experiences would have been different. Yeah. But what did it make you like, Um, just going back to your statement about, or or how you wrote that it almost seems like it's a struggle for you to actually let others carry the burden or help you float more comfortably. Is that a struggle to kind of accept that from others? It is. There's that instinct to just figure it out on mm. your own. And, you know, so far, <laughs> this could be the part of me that's like, you're doing okay. You're figuring it yeah. out on your yeah. own. Yeah. Like, as you said, approaching our sixth decade here. like Exactly. It yeah. feels like, yeah, I'm going to be okay, right? I've been doing okay. I've been figuring it out. But yeah. I also understand that um, there's a way to enrich one's lives if you're able to share of yourself like the most private and secret because, yeah. you know, others may also be struggling and if you step out uh, and share then maybe others are invited to think about you know oh okay it, it's okay to feel this way it's okay to feel uncertain 
or have moments mm-hmm. of being unbalanced. Mm-hmm. When did you feel that the process of writing would be the way for you to heal about the abuse that you experienced? When? Yeah. Writing was always like kind of, even as a child, I was trying to write in a diary. Mm. And I don't know, it just came to me. I was just kind of writing always felt like it was somewhere I could unleash and talk. But I always wanted it to be secrety, like a secret space. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And I actually felt violated one time when. I saw that my mom had actually, or she said something where I actually figured that she'd looked into my diary. And this was like nine yeah. years old, eight years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I told you about it. Well, then mm-hmm. I started write, creating my own code. Mm-hmm. I basically used symbols to represent letters of the alphabet and started writing in my diary with this kind of mm-hmm. my own alphabet. Yeah. Just keep writing. But, but that means I really still wanted to keep writing, you know. So a little bit of that carried on through the years in high school. I'd be writing anywhere I could grab a pen. I would mm-hmm. write I learned to write on table napkins, on paper tissues. And so you I kept those. the technique of not tearing up the paper but being able to write. You know how it's soft and just yeah, yeah. You know how to write on tissue paper. Very difficult. <laughs> just everywhere, everywhere. Tabletops, whatever. Well. <laughs> Uh, and then it became more, more, and it's just journal writing in the, I mean, intense writing was mm. until, from 20s to, to almost reaching 30. Yeah. That decade was, I think, the most intense. And I think the rage in me was so strong too, that yeah. it sparked the kind of writing that mm. was about just letting it out, but then also kind of evolved to a space where I wanted that to be a scream to the world. Yeah, so it came out Mm -hmm. and it became this book. But after that, something changed, I think, in the trajectory of my life journey. Yeah. Or maybe my own then expectation of myself is always to kind of top up, top what I've done in the past or I don't know what happened. Uh... I lost it. I lost it in the sense that I stopped writing. I stopped writing as much. Journaling yeah. do stops and starts. Yeah. I still have this like box full or boxes full of notebooks, mm. different kinds of notebooks that I thought this would be the one that would inspire me to write but a pad yeah. or to journal. Yeah. Just hasn't. So that, that's what I think came out there too. It's like, it's almost like just got scared. Mm. Scared maybe of mm. many things. Yeah. Also just tired of putting myself at risk. Yeah. And so that's why my question, what is that bad? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> the answer. <laughs> but... Uh, but at the same time, I hear other women, older women, who are, who are saying that it's at this stage where they really feel like they can just be open and not care and not give a damn what other people think. Yeah. And I'm thinking, do I really care what other people think? Maybe I do, maybe I 
see myself as really giving much of a damn what other people think. Mm -hmm. Then why am I not writing as much? I don't know. But we are doing this liminal writing. So exactly. And we are now. We're creating. Now. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's seasons too, right? When you feel mm -hmm. that, as you said, there was a time that you were writing you know, profusely, mm. and then some, your energies were redirected elsewhere, and then yeah. now yeah. we're in the season of writing again. Yeah. Very agricultural. The land is fertile, then the land is followed. So, or there were other forms, you know, if it was about healing or it was making change happen, and yeah. maybe we do just find other ways of manifesting ourselves to the world. Yeah. Maybe that was the case for me in the past. Yeah. Decades. <laughs> but liminal writing was for both of us, right? Just a yeah. kind of way also of channeling some of that energy mm. and need for expressing ourselves in just more spontaneous and maybe honest ways. Yeah. That's why every time we do liminal writing, we're like, are we ready? Are you ready? And I'll go, no, never. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah. Like this one, where exactly. we plunged into the topic of openness. Oh, yes. And so as we step in into a new season, a new time, and mm. the coming of time always at us. It's still worth the Yes. To be open-minded to new experiences, ideas, and options. Carry on. Indeed. Ciao.